back to our very last episode of With Sonar for 2022. It's going to be a great episode. We've got a fantastic guest lined up for us today uh, who will be joining us later. Um, but uh, Tanner, thanks so much for joining us here. It's the, uh, it's the last one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the end of the road for the year, man. 2022 yeah. has been absolutely wild. Um, thanks for been. inviting me on the show. Man, last few months, it's been a lot of fun. So. It has been good. We've, been, we've enjoyed having you. Um, I say we. I speak for, for Tony and I, even though he's, he's not here right now. But uh, it's been great to have you. No, yeah, it's been, it's been a, definitely a wild 2022. And what we're going to do today in today's show is we're going we're gonna to look, look at what's happened this year. Some of the most, I'd say, exciting, depends on who you are, but influential events or uh, of where we started and where we've come. When I look back at some of the data sets that we've looked at, I'm like, wait, that happened this year? Like, it's, it's one of those moments. Um, even at F3, uh, when we had that in, um, in November, I mean, we had Dave Kiesling, who's going to be joining us later today. He's going to be returning. So he was on that show. And that feels like almost like a, a century ago. You know, it's, it's really, it's really incredible. But uh, what's, uh, if you had to pick a highlight, maybe from a customer side, like, what would you say is, you know, hey, when I look out, when I look back on this year, like, hey, this is, I'm excited we were able to do this with a customer. Maybe this is like a feedback you got from a customer. Like, is there any sort of highlight that that floats in there? The highlight for us this year was definitely our track spot rates. I think yeah. everybody's been waiting for that for a, a very long time, a few years, and, and we finally have it inside Sonar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a staple. It's become the the most used tool within the Sonar platform today, wow. uh, and it's 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 a pretty great tool. That's awesome. That's exciting. Well, we're we're definitely going to look at everything that's going to happen today. Um, and one thing we one thing I think we're we're going to throw on the screen here real quick before we bring Dave on is going to be our volume charts. We we've looked at volume quite a bit. Um, over over this whole year, and it's there. It is right there for us. So this is this is a great chart. This chart really breaks down, I think, the health of the U.S. freight market. I mean, this is it. This is the physical goods economy for the U.S. is right there. Everything that you have in your home is right there on that chart. At some point in time, it was represented there. Um, and I mean, I mean, look at that. When we started the year off, that dark blue line is this year's 2022. We started the year off, Tanner, at the highest point we've ever been in January and February. We're like, we've never seen January and February as that high before ever is how we started 2022. Yeah. And then look at where we've gone. We're nearly, nearly at 2019 levels. Yep. And if you actually, actually it looks like you only went to eight, uh, 19, but if you actually overlay 2018 on there, we're almost at a five-year low when it comes to overall truckload demand in the marketplace. Yes. I mean, five years, that's a long time. Um, this year has dramatically decreased, and it's its its been a whirlwind. Yeah. I think we're, we, we, we also may be overcorrecting a little bit, too, I wonder. And I don't know for certain, but I wonder if we're overcorrecting a little bit due to, you know, just the insane surge that we had during 2020, 2021. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you really saw that that... You know, that, that big dip that happened there, I think, in, in March, April, May, it looks like it began in February, but really March, April, May. And then it kind of just settled for a while. And we thought, I was like, all right, it might just be kind of hanging out for a while. And then post-July, we started to slowly step down a little bit. And then after September, it kind of started to accelerate again. So Yeah, I mean, each, like two sections, like you said, uh, I think that that, April, May had kind of been caused by some of those slowdowns that was coming into the ports, yeah. the things that were being ordered. Henry's been talking about that almost the entire year. Um, then you get the Fed starting to raise rates. You That's see the economy true. starting to slow That's down the true. second half of the year. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been wild. 
Very good. Well, let's go ahead. Let's bring on Dave here. I'm sure Dave's got a lot to say. He's got a lot, uh, a lot of great uh, insights into the market. So we're going to bring on Dave Keesling. He's the VP of Transportation Management over at Kenco Group. Uh, Dave, great to have you here. And thanks again for joining us again. I know last time we were in person at F3 here in Chattanooga. And this time we're, we've got you virtually. And we'll, we're going to have to have you in person here in the studio. But great to have you back, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, thank you for, for having me. I, uh, I appreciate being on. Sorry I couldn't join you in studio this week. Uh, I'm in Ohio, and uh, I'm getting ready for some football this weekend. Hey, as you should, as you should. That's exciting. Um, there's, uh, uh, there's been a lot that's happened this year, Dave. Um, from your perspective where you guys said, I know Kenco, you guys have a lot going on over there, very diverse in your offerings. You know, as you look back over 2022, were there were there any surprises that happened kind of along the way, either for the positive or for the negative, or just 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 a genuine surprise that the freight market took? Yeah, I, I think you know one of the surprises that that we saw is that, um, and it really happened right after the uh, the hurricane kind of came through, right? Is that and you guys called it out, volumes began to really slow down, um, and you know while um, customers in our consumer products and in some of our durable goods, you know, have seen their business come down a little bit, you know, overall, we're just shipping less product, right? Uh, and um, I think from that perspective, the, the economy is slowing, um, you know, we're continuing to see uh, wage rates, whether those are on the warehouse side of the business or paying our drivers, uh, continue to you know, to be at all-time highs, um, and we don't see any real relief in sight for wages. Um, but I, I think that coupled with uh, some slowdown in, you know, commercial construction and residential construction, and obviously where interest rates have gone, uh, have just kind of, you know, put a little damper, right, if you will, or, or, yeah. or corrected um, kind of where we are were at the beginning of the year, which really surprised, I think, us as well, is that, you know, January, February, March were three of the best months for our customers um, and for us as an organization as it relates to, you know, our, our revenue and, and our profitability. Yeah, Dave, what is the story from Kinko's been, uh, your customer standpoint? What are you kind of telling them throughout what's happened this year? And then also what's the communication to them about maybe where we're headed into 2023? Yep. So, so I think it depends on what vertical they're in. And, you know, for us, and again, some of our competitors are the same, you know, we really do focus uh, on a few verticals, life sciences being one of them. Um, you know, other verticals would be consumer, uh, what we call durable industrial goods, uh, certainly, you know, traditional retail, um, and then food and beverage. And, you know, the good news about food and beverage is, uh, you know, people seem to be relatively happy. Um, and so uh, they're eating and they're drinking. Um, and then certainly, you know, during the holiday season, we see uh, upticks in, in that side of the business. Um, in life sciences, you know, a lot of things coming in 2023, uh, around regulation and care and control uh, and making sure that uh, the trackability and, and lot trackability is uh, uh, is where it's needed to ensure patient safety. So um, we know some things are coming down the pipe that are going to uh, affect capacity because certain carriers just aren't going to be able to, to, to provide that level of traceability. And then, of course, you know, in consumer and retail, um, it, it, it does ebb and flow, I think, more than anything. I think, you know, using some of the data that is provided in sonar, whether that's, you know, inbound PEU volume and where it's going to, which ports in particular, um, we see the most volatility 
uh, in, in that uh, kind of retail consumer product space uh, in in the months to come in 2023. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good call out, Dave. And let's let's go ahead and 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 throw it up when we can. I think we've got the uh, the inbound TEU volume index. Um, we'll give us a second to to pull that one up. Um, to, to see how that one has has unfolded, but yeah, I mean, I think it's I think you're you're absolutely right. It's um, that's the that's the freightage blocks index. So that's the price for a lot of those containers. So we saw the collapse in container prices uh, from China to North America, West Coast. Um, that one I think really started to collapse there in early May, going from I think that's what about fifteen sixteen thousand a container to now we're down about to thirteen hundred a container. So over a ninety percent drop. Um, but yeah, there's the, and, and that right there is really the, I think the driver behind that drop is those, that inbound TEU volume booking index. So again, these are the, that's that volume there that's, that's coming, that's beginning its journey to the U.S. So definitely suppressed there, probably, uh, uh heavily influenced by retail goods, CPG, um, definitely some automotive, automotive furniture, uh, as well. Uh, big drop there. Although it does look like we've seen, at least found a short-term bottom in the drop. Yeah, seems like a little bit of short-term. Um, a little bit of a recovery, right? It's an index, so a couple yeah. of points isn't going to make a, a, a huge big here difference. Um, but yeah, I, I think you've seen the slowdown in demand. Mm-hmm. Retailers aren't restocking that inventory from the holiday sales. Right. As Dave mentioned, right, there's there's a warehouse effect to that. Um, so all these things kind of combined is is the reason to back to that original chart of, right. of that demand drop. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I guess, Dave, when you when you guys, you're right, you all uh, have have access to this data as well. You know, when when you go to your customers, you know, does this, I guess, how does this impact or influence the conversation with your customers as you plan for, you know, that Q, Q1 of 2023? Yeah, I think um, you know there are a couple things, and and one of the key things is you know when times are really good, our customers are looking for more capacity more warehouse space, you know, more, right? Uh, more right. capability. And, and then, of course, when times uh, of either inflation, recession, slowdown, um, cost, uh, you know, containment uh, come to play, it, it's the exact opposite. Hey, how do we, you know, shred uh, a, a node in our distribution? You know, how do we run less miles? How do we become more efficient with with the capacity that we do have or that we've committed to, to operate with? So, you know, for us, it's a different problem for our customers, but it's a great engagement because, you know, they're asking for either, hey, help us expand or help us, you know, control cost and, and, and contract. I think the other side is service. Uh, I think most of us saw, uh, we talked about it, you know, at, at F3, um, there was a degradation in service overall in the industry, whether that's parcel, LTL, you know, truckload, um, on-time delivery rates really kind of bottomed out in the mid to low 80s. Uh, what we saw, you know, with our our customer base and with our our carrier partners, so I think there's a, a renewed focus right now on ensuring that service um, gets back into those mid 90s or high 90s, depending on the mode of transportation that you know that you're working with. Um, certainly, fulfillment rates on available inventory, uh, and making sure that you know if there's a hundred items that are on the order that a hundred items are getting picked, packed, shipped and delivered and then damage, right. Um, is the last piece of that. And, you know, the downstream effects that a defect like damage causes, uh, it's just so much rework that, uh, that our customers in particular are very interested in how we can help them control and, and mitigate damage that, you know, impacts not only their bottom line, but really their customer service. 
Now, Dave, it's a constant kind of tug of war with contracted rates versus spot rates and put that in against service. We all kind of know what rates have done this year, but maybe it's kind of what's your overall forecast or what what, what could you maybe pinpoint if you had a crystal ball in front of you? Uh, where, where are rates going to head maybe into 2023? Yeah, I want to I hear the Dave crystal ball. <laughs> so if I get this right, <laughs> you'll have me back on. If you get it wrong, I'm out, right? Well, well, think of it both ways. If you get it right, we have you on as like the hero. But if you get it wrong, we have you back on anyways. But it's like, hey, we get to point towards your mistake. <laughs> yeah. Not the goat that I'm looking for. Um, so, um, you know, I think my crystal ball is uh, carrier costs are still going up. Right. Driver yeah. wages are going up. Insurance is going up. Maintenance and fuel is going up. Equipment costs um, for new is, is going up. I think you're going to see. And, you know, I know you guys track some of this stuff as well. There's probably going to be a good glut of used equipment on the market here in the short term. Um, so so I, I think, you know, there are cost components that are going to keep rates uh, elevated. You're not going to see the cliff that I think uh, we've seen in, in prior markets, you know, the, the bullwhip or the whiplash uh, effect. Um, but I think rates are going to go down in the short term because um, there is available drivers, right? The total number of CDL drivers in North America has not fluctuated uh, very much in the last three to five years. And so whether they're driving a cement truck uh, or a, a, a truck delivering lumber or they're driving over the road, the number of CDL drivers in in the U.S. has, has really been relatively flat. Um, and those drivers want to work. Um, and if those you know construction jobs and, and those maintenance jobs and those infrastructure jobs aren't there, they're going to get back in a truck and go over the road. Um, and they're going to do it probably either you know, in their own truck um, if fuel stays low or continues to fall, or they'll do it as a company driver. Um, we know many owner operators who parked their, their trucks at the beginning of this year when fuel went crazy. You know, they're, it, it really hurts them when fuel is high because um, they may either factor and, and give away more of their profit, right, to get cash today to, to pay for fuel. Um, you know, it helps actually, you know, the larger carriers because they can put somebody in truck and they can pay them today's, you know, wages um, and they can absorb some of that fuel because they're buying at a national level. So that's a lot of background to say, I think rates are going to go down another five to 7%. Um, whether you use the track index um, and what, you know, the, the larger brokers are paying the carriers themselves, um, or you use your own index. Um, we look at it by length of haul um, and we look at really eight major markets. So, you know, Ontario, California, obviously Chattanooga, where we're at, Chicago, Atlanta, um, we call it Harrisburg, you know, Allentown, PA. Um, and, you know, in those markets, we're seeing the average length of haul go down. Um, and when the average length of haul goes down, it also helps uh, the overall, I think, rate market uh, yeah. compress a little bit. So five to 7%, I don't know where track is today, but is it the 208, something like that? Maybe two. I, I didn't look today. I guess I should have looked before I got on. Tanner, you got us the number? Where, where's the track at? Yeah, we're actually at 218 today. We have gotten a little bit of bounce, and we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, okay. But yeah, so we're at 218 today, off a little bit of a bounce here. Um, but kind of want to go back and maybe cool. talk a little bit about fuel. Yeah, Let, let's bring up the um, – uh, we can bring up the fuel chart here. So let's go ahead and throw this up on the screen. So yeah, I think this this probably goes a little bit to what you were saying, Dave. Right. So this is the this is the the diesel truck stop actual price. We also track the wholesaler rack price, which we don't have on the screen in front of us. 
but uh, that spread is, is pretty large. I think what you were hinting at, Dave, is a lot of those big carriers are able to buy closer to that wholesale or rack price, and then they they get the difference here with those fuel surcharges. But yeah, this is that that diesel trucks up price, probably where a lot of your your small carriers are buying, or they're buying close to this. Maybe they have a fuel card, but um, they're probably buying pretty close to this. So it's it's come down a little, but yeah, I mean, you, you think about that. It started to ramp in early 2022 there, but I mean that. I mean right what right when March hit. Um, I think that was when uh, Russia Ukraine really kicked off, if I remember correctly. Right. Um, yeah, I mean that. I mean we're, we're still up that at that level. So a little bit of relief, a little bit being the underlying word. Maybe with with wholesale prices have come down more. Uh, if that I think maintains, we, we should see retail prices come down a little more, and that that may give relief to those operate in the spot market a little bit a little bit more um, and hopefully translate. And maybe that translates towards somewhat cheaper equipment costs for, for new orders, but it doesn't it doesn't really impact the insurance cost, doesn't really impact wages. So there's we might get partial relief, I think, if fuel continues to come down in some of those costs. But there's other areas that aren't really influenced by fuel a whole lot. Right, Tanner? It's Yeah, not, not a lot that's going to make that change. And from what yeah. kind of the experts are saying and, and people who track Fuel data, gas buddy, some people I was reading on Twitter is that they there's not really anything that's going to slow down the decrease in fuel. Um, most people, right. what they're suggesting is that it's going to continue to fall, maybe even get below where we were at the beginning of this year. Um, back during like really early pandemic, we were close to below $3 a mile. Um, mm-hmm. So if we can get back towards that, obviously that's a little bit of operational pressure coming off of this carriers. Uh, but yeah, the reason behind this fall is the reason that rates haven't really changed, right? We just, we can pull up our chart next about the line hauls. We've said that they've kind of bounced up from a bottom. Um, yeah. But if you have fuel fighting against those line hauls, nothing's really going to change. Yeah. Let, let's go ahead and pull up those those two, the, the truckload rates there. So we've got contract and spot. These are both line haul. Um, and Dave, I think that's what you were pointing towards the yellow line there, which is the track rate sitting at 218. So a bit, a little bit of a bump the last couple of days um, there uh, as we got around Christmas. It's, um, I mean, we're, we basically cracked above the October high. We, we've cracked just above the October high on the track spot rates. That's that yellow line there. So a little bit of relief. Now with, with fuel prices coming down and those spot rates going up, um, that, uh, there's a little bit of relief there. Um, and then contract rates, again, line haul in blue. Um, so that, you know, you're still getting your fuel surcharge on top of that. The, um, so it's still a bit of a spread. It's going to be, I think, you usually don't see those holiday peaks and valleys in the contract rates. They don't move that quickly. But obviously, the spot sure. rates there, you do see it. I guess, you know, Dave, do you see, you know, let's go back to the Dave Crystal Ball here for a minute. I guess, do you think this, that little bump that we've seen in those track spot rates there is that... Do you think we're going to hold on to any of that in the near term, or you think that's going to fizzle out after New Year's and we, we start to kind of get into the lull of January? You know, it fizzles out after New Year's for two reasons. One is um, the where, where the holidays fall this year, right? So when holidays fall on the weekend, you've got folks that are taking Friday or Monday, and, you know, you're, you're trying to find capacity on a Wednesday or Thursday that normally you may not necessarily need. And, you know, people sit at home, right? Uh, some of those mm-hmm. people uh, – don't drive their trucks uh, for those two weekends. The other thing is, is we had a, a major weather yeah. event uh, all through most of uh, uh, the U.S., right? And for some of our customers, specifically some of our life science customers, you know, there was a, a push to make sure that we protected some things from freezing. So it wasn't necessarily that they needed temp control, um, but, you know, they, they, they needed something that um, uh, in this two-week period that they normally don't need. Um, and so I, I think that 
while it's not directly in a drive-in rate or a reefer rate number, right, it does impact the balance of where capacity sits. Um, so we're expecting that, you know, it to fall back uh, and kind of continue that trajectory. You know, when you think about, and we use ATRI, I mean, that's our kind of our, our Bible for marginal or variable costs of running a truck. You know, people can argue whether it's a dollar eighty-two or a dollar eighty-seven or a dollar ninety-two, but it costs about a dollar ninety to run up the road nowadays, right? Um, and and then when you add the variability of fuel to that, um, you know, you can see where two seventeen to two sixty, um, you get between you know current spot rates because capacity is uh, is a plenty, right? Uh, tender accept rates, I think, maybe ticked up to. You know, eight or nine percent this past uh, week or two, but you know they were hovering around five percent. Um, I think there's enough capacity that you know January and February, barring any major uh, weather events, um, we're going to see the, the, that spot rate continue to fall, and uh, and I think it'll pull contract rates down. I think most of the larger carriers have learned. You know, I want a portion of my capacity to play in the spot market, but. Uh, they're smart enough to know that, you know, if they put too much of their capacity in the spot market and the rates continue to fall, then, you know, they're, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of chasing the bottom. Now, Dave, moving a little bit later in the year, what factors in the market could possibly cause a market shift finally? And second question, what time of the year next year do you think that that could possibly occur? Hmm. All right. So if I get it right in the first quarter, now this will be held against me in the second or third right. quarter. Right. Like that's, that's, that's what we're planning. We're, we're, we've asked you, I think, some lose-lose questions here, Dave. But don't worry. We, we, won't hold, we won't hold you to it, all right? Well, you know what? When we're in Cleveland together uh, in the middle of the year, we can, we can see how well we did. That's right. right. And we, we so, do, do a little recap. We'll, we'll have to have you on uh, with Sonar at uh, Future Supply Chain in Cleveland, and we'll, we'll do a recap. <laughs> Looking, looking forward to showing off Northeast Ohio to folks, that's for sure. Um, so, you know, I, I think two things. One is um, it'll be interesting to see where interest rates go, because if interest rates fall um, and housing picks back up, again, drivers who right now aren't delivering shingles or drywall or, you know, sheetrock or, or, or lumber, they're going to go to work and they're going to go to work, you know, driving a truck somewhere, whether that's regional, national you know, on the spot basis, whatever. Um, so I, I think if interest rates either level off or fall um, and, and that picks back up, that that can be something that will cause rates to go back up because you'll have to pay for the driver. Um, I think the second thing is, is that we will have some pent up demand, if you will. Um, you mentioned furniture, you mentioned some other durable goods, you know, I think those run in some cycles and when everybody was at home uh, and, and, you know, cooped up and, and, and sheltering in place, um, we were buying things for the home, right? We looked around and we were like, Oh, I need new table and chairs. Ooh, I need new flooring. Ooh, I need new stuff. Right. And, and we've gone through that cycle once. Um, and, and I think, you know, if from a health perspective, um, if COVID is truly behind us and people get back out, I, I think that'll create some some additional demand as well. Um, and, and I would look for something in the you know August September timeframe, more like that traditional back to school you know kind of fall uh, peak that we've seen in years past. Yeah, no, that's great insight, Dave. Well, we really appreciate you coming on here. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Tanner and I are going to close up here, but thank you again for this um, and enjoy. Enjoy a little bit of Ohio football. 
I, I, I'm going to enjoy Ohio football. Obviously, you can probably assume whom I'm rooting for. Um, and, uh, you know, for every college football fan, it's probably the greatest time of the year because, uh, you know, there's a lot of football on every day. So I hope everybody's enjoying that. Thank you guys for, for having me. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you in Chattanooga the next time. And uh, Happy New Year. Thank you, Dave. You as well. Take care. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, be... It'd be very interesting to see where we where we end up. I think I, I've heard that a few times. I think there's a lot of a lot of logistics executives who are expecting some sort of shock in the back half of 2023. Some are saying that it's going to shock and things are going to rise. Some are saying it's shock and it's going to go down more. Um, but I think that the general consensus there's going to be some sort of shock to the freight freight market as far as what that's going to be. Hard to tell. I think eventually, um, you know, like you said, some people are saying Q2, Q3, Q4. I don't yeah. really think anybody knows. I just think the best well, thing no. we can do is constantly watch the data. If you don't have sonar, reach out to Luke, right? Watch yeah. the charts, watch the data. That's that's really the only way you're going to figure out when it's going to possibly occur is by looking at the data. That's right. We, it's fun to guess, but sonar will eventually tell when it happens and by how much. Well, thank you all for tuning in today. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday. We will see you next Wednesday. In the meantime, have a fantastic New Year's. And be safe out there, especially in the cold weather. Have a good day.